Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. We have a similar passage that is the next mention of the kingdom, Brian, in Mark 10, verse 14 and 15. Again, talking about the little children. We'll back up to verse 13. Then they brought little children to him, meaning Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Good old disciples. They're always there to be a foil for Jesus, which is a word for us as a, as a follower. Sometimes we get in Jesus' way, right? We do. We do. But here, obviously, the disciples thought the children were not important, that they were insignificant. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. Now, I believe in the Greek there, the word displeased, and it's translated this way in other translations, I believe, but he's indignant. He yes. is angry. And I think this is one of the few places in the Gospels where Jesus is said to be angry or indignant. Anger has aroused in his heart. And then he said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of God. Wow. There's your reference to the kingdom. Verse 15, here's another reference. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. So we have two things here. One, the kingdom is given to little children, for of such is the kingdom of God. And two, the only way you can enter the kingdom is by becoming like a little child or as a little child. Brian, what say you about this passage? Yeah, this is a, just such an important uh, important text. And again, we see the disciples hindering people, right? We just, in this previous text, it was talking about don't put stumbling blocks. And all the way back at 933 in that, that paragraph there, the disciples were wondering, you know, who's the greatest? They're always arguing about that. And then Jesus makes the whole business about servanthood. Then there's a person who's who's not in the disciple group that's trying to cast a de who not doesn't trying who's casting devils out and they want to hinder that person and now here we have some some people and just you know we, like who are these people these are just moms and dads these were just the, the the folks that were out there in the countryside where Jesus is is they're trying to bring their kids to uh, to Jesus and now the disciples are hindering the kids and so at some level there's a huge danger in the Christ following movement and we talk about the kingdom of trying to set up you might say hierarchies where some people matter more than others and the real temptation here for the disciples is apparently they want to matter a whole lot more and they want to be the gatekeepers uh, for for Jesus and um, you know I'm, I'm reminding um, like think of Paul in Romans 12 Three, Paul says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. And so, yeah, this text then... <clears throat> 
uses children as the example. Now, having said that, what we have to do is be careful because sometimes children get romanticized, especially in the in the modern world. You know, we think of, um, and you, you may have heard this text preached this way at some point, that um, children are able to receive Jesus because they're innocent or they're humble. But that misses the point here because at some level, we can think of the disciples being just kind of totally missing the boat. But in their culture, they thought they were doing what was right because children were of completely low status in Jesus's day. You know, today we put my child as an honor student at such and such school and we just praise our children all the way through and um, we, 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 we talk them up and, you know, at some level we center our whole life around making sure everything goes well for our kids. In the ancient world, it wasn't true. Children didn't have any value because if you're poor and you're a subsistence farmer, until a child gets old enough that the child can actually make a contribution to the family, they're actually a drain and a danger. And so in a sense, by the disciples just keeping the children away, they're just keeping persons of low status away from Jesus. But Jesus, again, the principle is, I've not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom to many, or whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. And, you know, so Jesus has said back in chapter 9, the 37, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. So, you know, what is it about children? It's this. In those days, again, the children have no value. So what? They recognize that they're totally dependent yes. on God. Helpless and dependent. And that's the message of this passage. we got to quit trying to set up hierarchies with the mm. idea of us ourselves getting to the top of the hierarchy. Like we have to climb something. And that we have to make sure other people... We have to compete with other people to make sure we get Because that's how the ancient world worked. There was honor and shame. And your goal was to always kind of stay at a higher status level than other people. Jesus is blowing that apart and lifting up the persons who are at the bottom of the social ladder, you might say, children. That's right. And saying, here's the model. All it is is up for them. And so, you know, that, mm. that, you know that, that's, that's what I'd really say. So this is one of those countercultural pieces, these texts that are inviting us to really say, uh, do we really recognize that we simply live life with an open hand and that we're not going to make our way through this world uh, on our own? And in fact, um, we've got to be like Jesus. We've got to um, embrace and be open, especially to outsiders that the world might mark as insignificant, not important, easy mm. to overlook. Well, I would agree. When I think of a child, I think of Jesus consistent pattern of being the champion and defender of the helpless, the vulnerable, and the powerless. And these were little children, by the way. You know, these weren't teenagers. Yeah. These are kids they, that can't contribute to the family's income, and they're just, they're totally, yes. they're draws on the family's resources instead of um, productive parts of the family that are adding value at some level. Yeah, so just think of little, little children. I think of neediness, insignificance in the eyes of the world, helplessness, dependency, and the trustfulness of a child. Little children immediately trust what their parents say or what other adults say. They don't have the, <laughs> I'll put it this way, they don't have the arrogant intellect to question like adults do. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, being needy, 
being utterly dependent and having the humility to say, I don't know, what does this mean? I don't have all the answers. Is valuable currency in the kingdom? You know, again, Jesus saying, I've hid these things from the wise and the prudent, but I've revealed them unto babes. And it comes back to this business of those to whom God trusts with the mystery of the kingdom are those who are like little children. Those who enter the kingdom, those to whom the kingdom belongs, are like little children. Paul said knowledge puffs up. And I I think it's a scary thing, and you live in the world of academia, to gain more and more knowledge because I think it's harder for a person to become like a little child the more knowledge they receive, you know, the more learning they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's easy to trust in that knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, love edifies. But this is really a plague in the Christian world. It's something we all have to ward against and guard our hearts against is this business of expertise, this business of, well, I've studied all of this, or even the business of experience. I've experienced life these number of years, and so I know all of this. Not being willing to become like a little child, having that dependence and neediness, not just on the Lord, but on the Lord through other believers, you know, who may be, in our eyes, simple believers. And Jesus is saying, forbid them not. Don't push them away. It's unfortunate because this is an interesting conversation right now. (laughs) I chose not to go to seminary. That was a deliberate choice of mine. And I have many friends, uh, some who have been co-authors of mine with some of my work, who not only have graduated from seminary, but they're seminary professors. And we've done co-laboring projects. But there are others who are part of the guild who won't give me the time of day because I haven't matriculated (laughs) through the proper channels. And it's unfortunate. I can't help but think of passages like this. When you like look at like say the seven deadly sins, I mean, um, or the, in the, the development, I mean, the last two of these are warnings specifically for spiritual people. It's um, the old words vainglory, and then there's just pride. But basically, spiritual pride is the killer mm-hmm. to spiritual growth. And that's what we're really talking about. The disciples are trying to, hey, we're in. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want to be the greatest. We want to make sure. Oh, you can't do stuff in Jesus's name. That's our job. And now they're blocking children like a, ch- a child is their is their threat, right, to their time with Jesus. But it's such an important word for us because, I mean, how many times have we been to Bible studies when everybody just kind of fronts and everybody wants to show everybody else how much they know, and instead no one's actually um, learning? And let me let me just confess something for the audience. I mean, I you know I've I've my I'm a professor of biblical studies, right? So I train pastors and teachers, and um, for a long time, this is foolish. Um, I'd go to church and I'd just sit there and listen to the sermon and think of all the ways that um, I didn't think the pastor was preaching the sermon really well. And uh, I was sitting there, what was I being? I was being a judge, mm-hmm. right? I'm just fessing up. Um, and I'm like, I can't do this. What a terrible model. Uh, you know, it's like, and then, then it's like pride. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know how to exegete this. I can, I'll, I'll go home and I'll teach my kids what the sermon really should have been and stuff. Um, but that's horrible. And I, you know, I repented of that a long time ago. And so the key thing for me is like, I try to be, I don't care if I'm interesting anymore. I want to be interested so I can hear. And here's the wow. disciples. You know, here's what do they one. want to be? They want to be interesting. Mm. They want to, hey, put us, put us up on top. I, I want my name at the top of the thing. <laughs> I want, oh, we wrote a book together, Frank. I want my name first <laughs> or whatever. You know how all the silly stuff goes. No, 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 no. I, I want to, I want to learn 
I want to be curious. And at some level, you can even say, you know, this isn't a text yeah. that's saying be curious, but, you know, how do we apply what this mm. is talking about? It's like recognize that we need more. And I think one of the most healthy things as you get older is like, stay curious. Don't think that you have all the answers. Now, yeah. again, we're not saying be so open-minded that you start listening to sources that aren't good, but be curious and yeah. don't worry about, if you want to grow in Christ, you have to be willing to have been wrong about something and be open to being vulnerable enough to be able to receive a new word just like a little child Mm -hmm. would and so Mm -hmm. i mean so i think this this is a really critical point if we want to grow it's like we got to get off literally our spiritual high horses i'm grateful for all my learning and stuff i never want to come off as somebody who thinks they know everything because the reality is i'm still learning and there's a long way to go and you know and and we need the, the pictures of the body of christ that you're so good about talking about is um Everybody has spiritual gifts, and woe unto me if I've anointed my gift to be more important than yours. Yeah, I mean, we're touching on something that's endemic in the Christian world. When I started writing books and speaking in conferences, I got to see what goes on behind the curtain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you've seen the same thing, but you can just put it in that one sentence where Jesus said, you know, don't be like the gentiles who are concerned about who's above the other and who's getting the attention but you are all brethren and you only have one master and curiosity i think is a sign of humility as well because if you know everything what are you curious about it reminds me of aw tozer's famous statement you can be straight as a gun barrel theologically and empty as one spiritually wow And Tozer was someone who did not go to seminary. You know, he was an autodidact. He was somebody who learned on his own. And yet he was befriended by academicians and academics and professors and so forth. I'm still in school. And the fact of the matter is, every person who is following Jesus Christ, I don't care if you're 95 years old, you're still in school. We're never going to exhaust him or his word, the riches in his word. And to keep before us... To become like a little child, that's who gets into the kingdom. That's who gets into the kingdom now. You enter in by faith, trust, dependence, and that's how you get into the kingdom, the future manifestation of it, you know. And today in our time, Brian, it seems to me that people in our culture do one of three things with children. They either worship them, they abuse them, or they neglect them. Mm. And here Jesus, Jesus just loved them. And even to make a point, exalted them above some of his other followers to make the point that you have to become like this little child here, needy, dependent, trusting to enter into the kingdom of God. What a powerful statement. And and what a remarkable message that once again, the kingdom of God is so different from the kingdom of the world. It reverses everything. (laughs) It really is upside down. Yeah, we need to take that seriously. The last metaphor I would use, and this is uh, or a phrase I like to think about, because I'm always thinking about, like, most of us, you know, maybe we align with Jesus, but most of us are more like the disciples, right? Yeah. So we're, we're out doing the blocks on little kids. <laughs> There's a bunch of little kids coming, so we, we're, like, tripping them and stuff, so we, we want Jesus all to ourselves. But, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, that I like to think is, you know, is, is this, and again, 
because your listeners, they, you know, they love Jesus. They know the scriptures are studying, but there's so the danger. There's always a danger, and that's why I read that Romans 12 passage. That conceit is so dangerous in the Christ following mm-hmm. movement. So, like, I like to say this to myself, um, and I've heard other people say this. It's kind of a leadership principle too, but it's if we if we always find ourselves in rooms and with people where we seem to be the smartest person, mm. we're in the wrong room. We need to put ourselves in positions. Yeah, like if you're a teacher, you know, maybe you mm. do know more than some folks, but if you're a teacher and you still, and you all you're around are the people that you're training, yeah. you've got to put yourself in some place where you're like a little child all over again. And it's just so vital um, yes. just as a spiritual discipline to always be making sure that you're not the most mature person or that uh, that you have the opportunity to grow and be stretched by other persons. And that, that's how we grow. That's how we grow in Christ. Yeah, Powerful passage. Well, I guess to sum up, I'll quote Jesus, go find out what that means <laughs> to become like a little child. May we all keep that before us. For to such has been given the kingdom of God. And the other one is be ruthless when it comes to not tolerating things in your life that are either leading you away from God's kingdom. This could be politics. This could be certain kinds of news. What is leading you away to take your eye off the ball, away from Jesus Christ and his kingdom? Well, be ruthless. Cut it off. Certainly, if it's causing another person to stumble, another believer to stumble, certainly eliminate it, ruthlessly eliminate it from your life, as well as those things that you clearly know are against the nature of God. And just recognize that um, on the other side of all that is what Jesus having his hands and his arms wide open, like verse 16, he took them, the children, in his arms, laid his hands on them and blessed them. His true acceptance is being accepted by the one person whose acceptance really matters, and that's the God that loves us. And to be blessed by him. And to be blessed. Praise by the him. Lord. Hugged and blessed. The God who hugs. Hugged and blessed. That's a great note by which to end this episode. Become like little children, and in so doing, you will be hugged with love and blessed by the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. in his kingdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.